Hey there, it's Jason. Welcome to the Jason Wright Show, where the mission is very simple. It is to improve always in all ways. Look, I am on a mission to create the absolute best version of myself. And through the Jason Wright Show, I let you know everything I'm doing to make that happen. I interview incredible, remarkable, brilliant individuals from all different walks of life. And I also try to bring you tools, tactics, and protocols that will help you in your own personal mission to improve always in always. Now, let's get started. Today, I want to do something that I've been meaning to do for a while. I did a video, oh gosh, it's probably been over a year ago about my morning routine and it got a lot of comments because back then my morning routine was even more intense than, I don't consider my morning routine intense. There's just a lot packed into it. But a lot of it is, it's kind of short uh, little things and I pretty much don't even have to think about it anymore. I'm kind of on autopilot, but I do think that it's probably one of the single most important things that I do to have a good day. And that's, so before I came on today, I was like, you know, how can I encourage people to set themselves up for success for a good day? Because let me tell you something, I am personally obsessed with having a good day. And what does a good day look like? What does it mean? I know that's kind of a nebulous idea. For me, a good day is going to be productive. It's going to be low stress. And, and I want to, I want to land on that for just a minute. I try to keep my life as low stress as possible, managing my cortisol levels and everything for one reason and one reason only. You live longer the less stress you endure. Now there's some stress that you need. You need to put yourself in stressful situations occasionally, like like I do with an ice bath or different workouts where you're, you know, the resistance stress and, and stress, you, it's gonna come. That's the thing, we can't avoid it altogether. But if we can at least hedge toward a methodical, uh, predictable life, that is lower in stress, then we will actually live longer. Stress and anxiety is terrible for your heart. Uh, most people, that's why you'll see these people that are in excellent physical health, but let's say that they have an incredibly stressful, high-powered job or something, they'll die young. It's because stress is so damaging to our cardiovascular system. So I think a lot of why I'm so anal, and I am anal, I'm very, maybe Mrs. Wright can tell you, I'm very, very um, grumpy if I don't get my morning routine uh, in whenever we travel or something like that. And it's, um, I have to really cognitively take a step back and just chill because I, I'm so obsessed with making sure that I set myself up at least for a good day because things are gonna happen that are out of our control. And so knowing that you're gonna go into the day, like Marcus Aurelius said, you know, he had this whole deal about his morning where he sat down every morning and he contemplated the fact that he was gonna deal with some scallywags and rascals, people that were liars, people that were haughty, people that he just didn't wanna be around. He knew that was gonna happen, so he prepared for that. He knew that things would happen throughout the day that would be unsavory, yet, he contemplated it before it happened so that when it did, it didn't have the blow, it didn't have the impact. So those are the things that I try to do with my morning routine. And so I'm not telling you that this is what your morning routine has to look like, but I, I, I 
there are some universal uh, principles to the things that I do every morning that are good for each and every human being if you do them. And I'll try to, as I go through this, give you the ones that have had the most profound impact on me. And instead of just kind of throwing at you the the scientific data as to why I do this or why it's important and go all Andrew Huberman on you or Sanja, Sanjay Panda, I think that's his name, uh, Sachin Panda, uh, who wrote the book um, about your... Um, Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank now. Our um, circadian rhythm, wow. Uh, I won't try to go into the weeds like that. But it just, I'm telling you that a lot of these things are um, are scientifically proven, the things that I execute. But more than anything, here's the high-level thing I want you to take away. Just try to do the same thing every morning to reduce cognitive load, to reduce stress, and to go throughout the day with some sort of a vision of how you want that day to be. Okay, so the first thing I do every single morning after waking up, well, let's start, what time do you wake up? What time do I wake up? So generally, I'm gonna wake up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. every morning. Now, it's very, very important, and this is what I wanna, while we're talking about sleep, try your best to go to bed at the same time every single night, at least within 45 minutes to an hour window. Try to try to keep it very predictable for your body that this is when we sleep because your body will become trained and, and the hormone, the hormonal response will actually start to kick in at the time that, it, that your body knows that that's your natural circadian rhythm. So, so this is very good for managing metabolism, weight, stress, so many different things. So try to go to bed roughly the same time every single night. For me, that's usually between 10 and 10.30. And then I'm going to wake up between 5.30 and 6. Uh, for me, sleeping late is 6.30. Uh, and, and here's what I will do. Now, I know that everyone sees the Jocko Willing videos. He's up at 4.30 a.m. every morning without fail. And I think Jocko goes to bed like around 10.30, 11. So he's not getting a, a large window of sleep. But that's what, what he's trained his body for. It is okay. And this is one of the things that I've started to do whenever I'm, is to listen to my body and to know that, I'm not going against, you know, Marcus Aurelius again, to bring him up again. He had a quote about, you know, you're not made to lie under the covers of your bed and, and all this. And you got Jocko crushing it at 4.30 every, every morning and taking pictures of his watch. But I have given myself now the liberty that if it is 5.30 and I wake up, because my, my eyes generally just kind of come open at five, between 5.20 and 5.30 every morning because that's just kind of my circadian rhythm. But if I feel that, I need a little more sleep. I know I'm not being lazy. I'm listening to my body. I will actually treat that extra 45 minutes if, if needed, if I went to bed a little later or if I've been kind of sick, I'm kind of, or I just overdid it the day before. It was a long day. I was traveling a lot and trying to get a workout in, whatever. And I will treat that extra hour or 45 minutes of sleep like a training session. I'm like, okay, this hour of sleep is not just me. I don't use an alarm clock. That's another thing. I'm, I'm just gonna say real quickly, Try to avoid alarm clocks. That's not good for you. That, that will put your that will raise your stress levels. Try to get yourself set to where you can just wake up by opening your eyes. Um, but I will actually use that as kind of it's recovery time. If my body needs it, it's not being lazy. It's not staying in the warmth of the covers. No, I know my body well enough now, and and so will you if you do these things, to where you know that no. I can tell I need a little extra rest and your body will thank you. So that's one of the things I do. And while we're talking about just kind of getting things started with the sleep phase, I do wear an aura ring and I try to track my sleep. 
I, I really, to me, it's, it's very important for me to know my trends, to know if I'm actually staying on point with my sleep, because there is no more important way to recover than getting good sleep. So when I wake up, around, let's just say it's going to be, you know, 545. I say it's between 530 and 6. Let's just take 545 right there, kind of in the sweet spot. First thing I'm going to do is some kind of movement to wake up. So what I'll do, I have one of these shake plates. It's a little, it's a thing you stand on and you turn on it and it vibrates. And it's really good for your, uh, your, for, to kind of get you just, you're, you woke up and, and just get, get my body just moving in a real stress free environment. You don't have to get a shake wake. You can literally just kind of stand and kind of move your arms, do something, kind of take deeper breaths, but just get your body awake literally the way you would just like, like what you would think about. Just, just move your body a little bit, kind of wiggle your fingers, stand up, just get yourself, uh, just get yourself moving, get your, get, kind of get your blood flowing from top to bottom and take this easy. Don't do, and this is another thing too, don't jump out of bed. Don't move too quickly ease yourself love your body out of bed just kind of ease it out of bed like you would like if like when you, if you're waking up one of your kids when they're little you know you don't go in there and just shake them of course you know there were times my dad would throw water on my head to wake me up to get me to go to school but just kind of be gentle with your body just be gentle so now you're just kind of moving i use the shake plate i love that the next thing i'm going to do if the sun is up, if it's a time of year where the sun is up, uh, I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to stand and do and do some grounding. And what that looks like for me is I will literally just face the sun, hold my arms down and just stand in the grass barefooted. Uh, you can check out grounding and why that's important and what it does for your for your body's energy levels. Uh, but I stand there, you know, arms to my side and I look toward the sun and get that direct sunlight right in my eyes. Again, there is so much documented benefit to actually getting sunlight in our eyes early in the day. No sunglasses, nothing. Just And just for about 10 to 15 minutes, just get that good sunlight. If it's a hazy day, if there is, and I don't look directly at the sun. I hope I don't have to say that, but just in case, I'm not saying go stare at the sun. If you're like at the beach and the sun's really burning bright pretty early in the morning, go out there on the beach and stand and stare directly into the sun. Don't do that. But go get as close as you can to some good, natural, direct sunlight in your eyes. If, if it's really sunny, 10 minutes should get you going. If it's kind of cloudy or overcast, maybe 15, 20 minutes. This can be done in the form of, you know, a walk, walk toward the sun. Just get that sun in your eyes. Again, this this ignites a hormonal cascade that's good for your metabolism, your thought process, just everything. It, it will actually impact how you're going to sleep that night. So make sure that you, you do these things. Next, I journal every day. And I've, I've, I mean, I've been journaling now for years and years, and to me, it's as much of a meditative practice as anything. It does two things. One, it, it's journaling forces you to slow down. It, it kind of pushes the things that are that are most readily at the front of your mind to the front, and it gets them out of your head and onto paper. And that can sometimes be the things that we're worried about, that we're stressed about, that we're carrying around, that you just want to write down, you know, yesterday kind of sucked. I didn't get my my work done that I wanted to, and I really want to, you know, I want to crush this, and or, or things you're working on, you know, I'm really hoping that I can launch this new business. I'm really hoping that I get this promotion. It can just get it out of your head and on paper. And a lot of times what it does is, is it will unleash what are monsters in our heads, and they get become gnats on the paper. Uh, that's one of the things that has been really critical for 
for me is that when you can get things out of your head and on to paper, I think that's incredibly important. This particular journaling exercise, my morning journal, is really about gratitude. I love to start the day with like five things I'm thankful for. And it doesn't, it can be the same five things every day. It it might be five different things. It doesn't matter. Make it yours. Just if you can start the day off with this idea of gratitude and, and by writing it in your journal, you really solidify the feelings, the beliefs that you kind of conjure up. So that's really important. And then I like to do some breath work. Now, I've I've talked about on the show before, I like to do box breathing. Box breathing is very simply four breaths in, hold for four counts, four breaths out, hold for four counts, and repeat. Do that for two, three, four minutes. It has such a calming effect. Another thing I will do, uh, I don't do this every morning, but it's really good, like especially on the days where I'm just feeling kind of groggy and it's just, it's taking me longer to get going. Tony Robbins does this thing where he sits on a couch or sits on a chair and he starts pumping both arms up and down and breathing really fast, really just, and just, and then just kind of, then slows down. There's something about that, just taking that air in really quickly and exhale really quickly in, out, in, out and, and pumping your arms and then just kind of relax. It just puts you in kind of this really calm state. So I will do that on mornings where I'm just kind of, it's, it's like the car just won't start. That's one of the things that I will do. Now, when it comes to working out, well, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to do that. Here's, this usually happens before I actually do any sort of workout in the morning. I try to visualize my day. I kind of alluded to this when we first started about kind of the people you're going to run into and kind of just contemplating what you have to do. But And what that looks like for me. Okay, so if I do it right, uh, the night before, I've already written out hour by hour what I plan to do the next day. So I've kind of got an idea of what the theme of the day is going to look like because just by writing out hour for hour, I'll look and I'll see it's going to be a heavy podcast day because I'm going to do a couple of interviews or something to that effect. Or if it's a day where I'm going to be doing um, a lot of work with my consulting business, I've got phone calls, I'm going to have to travel to Dallas, I'm going to travel you know, just somewhere to do that. That's, that's going to take up the bulk of my day. And I'll try to figure out how to squeeze those things I would normally do in my home office into the downtime of that work. But either way, I'm trying to get a plan together for the following day. And this can give you so much peace. And here's what I have learned. Here's what I've learned. If I have my hour by hour list of things that I'm going to do the following day, even if I don't stay to it, to a T, which I almost never do, by the way. I almost never do. If I have something written that I'm supposed to be uh, doing at one o'clock, I may not do it till two to two thirty. The day gets shifted, but I can always refer back to it. In fact, there are those times where I kind of hit a lull and I'm like, all right, what's next? And I go, ah, go to the book and see what you're supposed to have done or that you had to skip over. And it just pulls me back on track. I don't have to think about it. It makes life so much easier. But there are times whenever I don't get that done the night before. And so I will take the time in this early morning uh, process and try to just sketch out that hour by hour. And that gets me, that gets me set for the day. It may go, the plan may not go according to what I think I want to do. And there are people that will call or, or there's emergencies. There are things that kind of throw you off course. But just getting that plan set really, really does make an impact. And don't overthink it. This doesn't have to be some fancy day timer. This doesn't have to all be in your outlook. I use one of those old just uh, black leather bound journal books. And I write at the top of it the day. And then on the left side of the page, I write down the... Uh, hour by hour 
uh, what I'm going to do. And then to the right of it, I make notes on what happened during that hour or what I'm hoping to achieve in that hour, why it's important. And then I'll just make scratch notes throughout the day all over that so that I can always go back to that day and see what I was doing and then kind of you know, pick up any notes from any meetings that I might have had all in one place. That's what I do it. That's what I do it. You figure it out. Just try to plan your day. This will definitely lower stress if you know going into the day kind of what it is that you want to achieve and visualize it. Imagine the people that you know you're going to interact with, okay, and see yourself meeting with them. And for me these days, one of the things that I try to do is I think to myself, okay, if I'm going to interact with these people, how could I make this good for them? What can I learn from them? Okay, that's how it makes it good for me is I want to, what do I want to learn from these folks? And then how can I make the highest and best use of this time that I will never get back for the rest of my life? What are our goals? That's why now I used to not do this, but now I tell you, I try to go in. I try to, if no one's going to, if we, like say we schedule a lunch or a call and it's business related. I mean, you don't want to do this in a casual setting necessarily, but if like I've got a business call coming up this morning uh, about a, uh, a business that um, I'm launching with some guys. And so I'm going to set out just a rudimentary agenda. It's not for me to be, try to be the, the alpha of the group. It's just to say, okay, if I can, if nobody else is going to control the agenda, then I'm going to at least put some bullets on here. And that way I have some control and some idea of what's going to happen in the meeting. And I can tell you something, if you... And this is just a little sidebar, has nothing to do with a morning routine, but, but since I'm on the topic of agendas and kind of scheduling, if you are a member of a board of directors or you are in any group where there's going to be a meeting and there's no agenda, write out an agenda and send it to the people that are going to participate and just be kind about it. Say, hey, this is just some topics I was hoping that we could cover during the meeting. And if no one else has done one, then your agenda will probably take over as the agenda. Same thing with if you know you're going to be discussing a budget or some process that you have really strong feelings about, if you will walk into the meeting with notes on the topics that are going to be discussed that you feel passionate about, then your ideas will probably be the default ideas because no one else has done it. They thought they were just going to show up to the meeting, talk it out. And your, your, your plan or your vision may not come to fruition. You may not win the day, but here's the thing. Most people, as long as you have your, the, your heart in the right place, you thought it through and it makes sense, if you're the one that shows you up no with the ideas about. and the agenda, then you're the one that's actually going to get your ideas put forward. Trust me, I'm telling you. Uh, and so, and then the next thing is after visualizing your day, um, I try to do a quick, if I can't do my longer workout uh, during the morning hours, which I try to do some sort of, a, of training every single morning. What I have learned is that if I do a hit workout, like just a short, I'm talking really short, sometimes it's five minutes, five to 10 minutes of really intense training, you know, and, and, and I, I usually do a Tabata type workout where it's like 20 minutes, 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds off, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. If I can just do like five to 10 rounds of a Tabata workout, be it on my rower, jump rope, something that really gets my heart pounding, it puts me in the best mood. Now, a longer workout's fine. And usually if I have time, most of the time I'm gonna do my uh, my ladder resistance. When I say ladder, that's the app I use and I, I work out with Ben Greenfield through that. And I will usually try to knock that out in the morning just because it's, it's a scheduled workout. And so I'm real anal about if keeping streaks alive. And if it's something that I like, I literally feel like um, coach Rachel and Ben are waiting for to, to look to see that I've worked out that it, even though they 
are not <laughs> at all, but in my mind, it's a schedule workout. I don't like to skip, so I like to get anything that's a streak or that, that, that I know is a planned task to be done every single day. I like to get that knocked out as early in the day as possible to leave the stuff that nobody's paying attention to whether it gets done or not. It's all on me as to whether it actually gets done after those things. But if it's somebody that's, if it's an accountability deal, it's something I know I need to get done, I like to get that you know front loaded the first of the day. But if I'm not going to do that, let's say I'm traveling early in the morning, I have to get up and, my, and I have to kind of augment my morning, then what I'll do is a little five to 10 minute hit. And this is really good for travel too, because Mrs. Wright, when we're traveling, you know, understandably, she does not like for me to get up early and leave the hotel room and go to the gym or go out for a walk without her. You know, she wants me to spend that time with her. And I'm very respectful and very sensitive to that. And so a lot of times it might be in the hotel room where I will just have like my resistance bands or just do like burpees, jumping jacks, uh, push-ups, you know, running in place. All There's so many things you can do right there in your hotel room. Do um, a five to 10 round Tabata set and you get your heart moving. And for me, it just makes me feel so much better. I'm in a better mood. I know that I've done some sort of training. And if you do it hard enough, then you're going to set your metabolism for the day. You're going to be, you're just going to feel so much better. So for those of you who wake up early and you, you, and you hate the idea of working out in the morning, remember, you don't have to go to a gym and crush an hour workout with a trainer or an hour and a half every single morning. You don't have to do that. Your body doesn't require that. In fact, if you just will get going and doing something, go for a long walk, strap on 20, 30 pounds to your back and start going for a ruck for 15, 20 minutes during the day, just as a starter. But if you can't do that, just get up after you've done these things and after you're kind of awake, start to do some jumping jacks and some burpees and just kind of just get moving. I'm telling you, it will make you feel so much better. Now, here's something that I don't do in the morning and I and I would suggest that you avoid if at all possible is stay off social media and this is hard and in fact I, I read this um, now in this you have to be very disciplined on this okay so whenever I go to take care of my bodily functions in the morning sorry but that's just what we all do um, I will usually I will play Wordle <laughs> because I feel like that kind of gets my brain stimulated and that's okay but here's the problem with that I'll tell you right now telling on myself if you have the, the phone in your hand, and let's say that it's an easy day and I crush Wordle in 30 seconds, I'm very tempted to start scrolling through YouTube videos and that sort of thing. So sometimes what I will do, and I try to do this more than not, and I certainly do this like throughout the day or whenever I'm bored, is to try to not use my phone to cure boredom. Instead, I try to either just sit and do nothing and force myself to rest with my thoughts and let my brain just kind of settle and come. And that's one of the hardest things in the world that we can do is just sit there and do nothing. But if you can get good at this practice, it's so good. So whenever you wake up in the morning, try to avoid your phone for as long as possible. That is just, it's just a good practice. Emails. Don't check email because here's what can happen, especially if you, if you pull up your phone before you've gone through the routine or you're kind of in the middle of the routine and something happens and you just, it kind of fight the urge. Go, oh, I was supposed to check to see if they email me back. Because what will happen is you may go to check that one email that you just want to see if you got a quick response to, but you may find some other email that kind of just sends you into a mental spiral and it will, that feeling will last throughout the day. That's what you, you'll start off in a level of stress. So the best way to not have that happen is to avoid your phone 
or phone calls. Phone calls can be a time sucker. Do not get up early in the morning and you are not obligated unless you and a friend for, for reasons they're on the other side of the world or whatever and you had a 7 a.m. phone call planned and it's critical. If that's or you think it might be an emergency. Now, honestly, you probably wouldn't even know about this call coming in because if you do it right, like my phone stays downstairs while I'm up here doing the podcast and doing things like this and certainly during my morning routine. I don't want to see it. I don't want to near the room because even if it's there, if it's if it's in the room or it's within reach, our brain will, will, will start to crave that little dopamine hit of just seeing what's going on in that little square, shiny screened world. We will reach for it. It's just, it just happens. So just, if you'll just leave it out of the room, then you're not going to know the phone calls coming in. But if you are not, what I was going to say is that you're not obligated to answer the phone when anybody calls. Now, it's always up to you. If the call was not planned, and that's one of the things I had to tell myself for years, and some of you are better at this than me because you are really good at using the do not disturb. That's another thing I've started to use a lot more effectively. When I'm exercising, meditating, reading, doing deep work, I will put my phone on airplane mode or do not disturb. Uh, if I've got to have it with me near me, you know, hopefully it's in another room, but if it's not, it's on airplane mode or do not disturb because I just, it, and it's amazing. And you'll and watch this. Okay, here, here's a little trick. Try putting your phone on airplane mode during a deep work session or during a time where you just do not want to be disturbed and you're really protecting that time. And here's what will happen. You will forget that it's on airplane mode and all of a sudden you're like, man, Things been kind of calm. It's just like, and then you then you look at your phone. And you're like, nobody's called you. Oh crap! It's been on airplane mode this whole time. Well, guess what? When you when you switch it back on, it's not like in the movie Vanilla Sky where Tom Cruise everything just stopped, but Tom Cruise kept moving. And then whenever they said go, everybody came together again because he was actually in his lucid dream. It's not like that. No, the world is continuing to move along just fine with your phone on airplane mode. It's it's doing just fine. World's still spinning. Everything's happening. It's good, and the chances of the of some global meltdown or some catastrophic event happening, some big black swan event happening during your phone being on airplane mode, slim and none. So take the power of cutting yourself off from that little shiny screened world for a certain period of time throughout the day. You got to plan those. But anyway, so. That's kind of my my morning routine now. It's going to always have some journaling, some movement. Uh, I didn't say in there I'm going to drink some water right when I get up. You got to hydrate right when you wake up. Just in there, I'm talking about eight ounces, sixty four ounces. I don't know how it doesn't matter. Just, just get you some hydration. A lot of people are saying that it's really good to get some salts and some minerals early in the morning. I generally don't worry about that. I like Element. Their products are the, are my favorites. But what I will do is uh, a lot of times wake up and have a little bit of uh, Mountain Valley spring water. It has some good minerals in it, uh, and so so get, get some hydration. But then, but mainly just get moving. And the thing that I wanted to, I mean, people love to hear morning routines. Okay, that's a that's a real popular video topic on YouTube. You can always get a lot of hits if you line out your your morning routine. People just love to, love the idea of a morning routine. And really, for me today, it's like anything I told you. If you pick up on some of it or whatever, fine. But more than anything. I would say the most critical aspect of anything I've said in this conversation is to get a routine period that is yours and you own it and that you know is going to be that you're going to start your day every single day knowing where the day is headed. If you'll just do that. And 
all of this, and in, 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 regardless of the metabolic, um, hormonal, uh, all these these improvements that you will see as a result of managing your morning, put all that aside. To me, the most important thing is that you will lower your cognitive load and lower stress. If you wake up every morning and you know within that first hour to an hour and a half exactly what your day is going to look like, you remove the unknown. We as humans, we like novelty, but we also cannot stand the unknown. It's why we will vote for horrible politicians. We will vote for the worst politicians, but it's the worst. It's the evil that we know that we will vote for every every time. You know, we'll go to a crappy restaurant. We'll order a crappy meal because we know, well, it's the least crappy thing. I know that. I don't want to try something, you know, or even we'll go to a restaurant and I'd love to try something new, but I know what I'm getting. We love predictability. And so starting your day off with some sort of predictability, it's a game changer. And once you start this, protect it because you are protecting your heart. Like I said, when we first started this, for me, my morning routine is so much about one, just having something that I have controlled throughout this day right at the beginning because the rest of the day may go to crap. You know, we, we, we are not kings. We're not dictators. We, there's going to be things that are going to happen throughout the day that we can't control. But at least I start my day in control of that part. And hopefully that'll seep into and get me on a trajectory and kind of a slingshot into the day of just marching forward. And then at the end of the day, having a day that I can look back and be proud of. That's what I talked about with, um, on a podcast with Case Kenny. He said, you know, I just want, I just want to look back on my day and be proud of the day I had. I think that's a great, great way to look at your day. Just start it off. And it's not about a checklist, not about a bunch of to do's. It's just, I want to look back and be proud of the day that I've just had. I think that starts with having a predictable morning routine. And then as you get into it, as you start to block that space, then you can start popping in the journaling and the exercising and the ice baths or whatever that you decide is, you know, detrimental to your health. And you pop in something that you've heard from Andrew Huberman or Tim Ferriss or Peter Tia. You can start to pop those in. But the thing is, what you've done is you've created the space for those cool things, those cool biohacks, if you will. You know, but more than anything, just have some part portion of your morning that you control. All right. I hope this helps. Let me tell you something. A good morning routine is an excellent way to improve always and always. And that is always our goal. That's always our mission on the Jason Wright show. Thank you so much for listening. Now get out there and crush the rest of your day. I'm out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget, download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, the Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out.